And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's up, everyone? Zach here, and welcome to another episode of MLM Rebels. Excited to spend some time with you guys here today. And today, I wanted to chat with you guys a little bit about um, targeting and targeting properly. Actually, right now, I am heading over to my parents' house uh, to hang out with uh, my dad, my sister, my grandma a little bit. Uh, it's a couple days after Christmas, and um, I'm still in the Chicagoland area. Uh, we're actually going to be here for maybe another week and a half or so, maybe a week, week to a week and a half, something like that. And then we're going to head somewhere warm. So we're actually in the process right now. There is a pretty awesome uh, marketing conference coming up that we are uh, thinking about going to. We actually weren't planning on it initially. And the more we think about it, the more we think we might go to that. And uh, just from like a time perspective and things like that, it would actually potentially make more sense for us to stay in the States for the month leading up to this conference rather than go overseas and then come back and then we have to come back again in April. Um, so we might stay in the States for another month or so, but if we do, we are not going to be staying in Chicago. We have been looking at um, Texas, uh, California. Uh, so we're basically, we're going to go somewhere. Well, we've been, <laughs> we've been in the warmth um, and just my, my week in Chicago here has been great to see family and friends, but like if family and friends didn't like live out here, I don't think I'd ever come back. Like there's been, it's just like, it's overcast right now. It's rainy. If it's not rainy, it's snowy. If it's not snowy, it's overcast and dry and cold. Um, <laughs> so we're ready to get back to beautiful weather, but, um, I wanted to spend some time with you guys, like I said, talking about some targeting stuff. And this is something, this is an exercise that I go through um, whenever I make any type of a new offer of any kind. So, uh, for instance, like we've been like making network marketing type offers for almost three years now, or actually three years. Yeah, a little over three years. And so I've got these targeting, this targeting exercise pretty much down pat, but I still do it every single time that I make a new MLM-based offer just to kind of get my head in the right space. And really what we're doing is, you know, the, the two most important things to an advertisement working or an offer working, um, I would argue, is the messaging, i.e. the um, 
like the copywriting itself, the actual, uh, you know, like the text on the page or the words that you say in the webinar, that's the messaging. Um, so the messaging and the targeting, you know, the strategy matters a lot. I, I, I don't want to discount that at all. Uh, like meaning like how the funnel flows and, and things like that. Uh, but strategy, you don't really have to be that clever to get a good working strategy because they've already been proven. Like we know that webinars work. We know that a good video sales letter works. We know that a sales letter itself works. These are proven things. You just got to pick one that resonates with your personality and do it. So I would argue that messaging and targeting are the two most important things. Um, If you don't, if you have an amazing message, but it's going to the wrong people, it's not going to work that well. If you have amazing targeting and a mediocre message, it's probably going to work decent. Um, but it's going to work a lot better if they're both on point. So the first step in targeting is not actually technical of any kind. It's not nothing like that. It's defining at, at the most specific level exactly who your target is. You know, we've talked about this before with the blue ocean strategy stuff that if you're trying to talk to everyone, you're going to actually speak to no one. So you have to be specific as to who your audience is and speak to them and just be okay with the fact that you're, you're going to alienate people outside of your target. And that's fine. You know, the highest paid, um, people in direct response, um, or really in any industry for the most part is, they're hyper specific. I mean, even if you think of Apple, who basically like every person on the planet has some sort of Apple, or every person in the country has some sort of Apple device, and and actually most of the world that we've been to. Um, but they didn't start that way. They didn't start as a for everyone company. Amazon didn't start as a for everyone company. Apple started for like you know like computing nerds. Um, Amazon started for book, like literally just books and only a certain type of books at first. And so these are hyper specific and then it grew. So you got to start very specific because that's how you gain your initial profit. And you make quite a lot of profit being very specific. If you are very specific in your niche, you can be diverse in your consumption. Think about that for a sec. So the more specific you are in your niche, the more specialized you are in your niche, the more money you'll make and the more diversity you'll command when you're buying things. Um, Okay, so when you're targeting, essentially you just want to find out exactly who you're speaking to. So um, I'm going to steal this from a a few different places. The first place is Dan Kennedy. If you don't know who Dan Kennedy is, he is uh, a copywriting and marketing legend. He's one of the greatest of all time. Um, And if you look at his book, The Ultimate Sales Letter, it has this kind of format in there. So I'd recommend that book. But he basically goes over um, 10 uh, profiling questions that you should answer about your perfect customer before you write a single letter. Okay. And I'm going to go over these questions with you real quick. And again, I encourage you to just get the book. Um, So the first one, is what keeps them awake at night, okay? Eyes open, staring at the ceiling all night. So you gotta think about your perfect customer, okay? What keeps them awake at night, staring at the ceiling all night? Now, before you do this, I'm actually gonna throw in um, uh, a piece from somewhere else. I don't actually remember where I read this, but uh, it's really, really good. I believe I heard it on the Self Made Man podcast a couple of years ago from a copywriter. I think his name starts with, I think it's a, I think his name is Chris. Um, 
and he's a very successful copywriter. And what he does before he does anything is he basically writes an autobiography as his target customer. Okay, so if his target customer is, you know, 30 to 40 year old uh, women that, you know, like that, you know, maybe that are working mothers um, who, you know, like um, whatever, you know, spas. (laughs) spas. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they're, maybe they're selling a spa product. If that's his target customer, he's going to write an autobiography about her. Um, my target customer, if my target customer is a, you know, 30 to 40 year old, you know, guy who is working a corporate job and is extremely upset with it and is into cars, I'm going to write an autobiography as him. Um, and the autobiography doesn't have to be long. It can be a page or two or three. Um, but you want to do this first, actually. Um, so do this first, and then your first question, what keeps them awake at night, will be a lot easier. Okay, so that's the first thing to do is write the autobiography, and then it's to answer the first question I just gave you. Then you want to answer the other questions. Okay, so remember, the first one is, what keeps them awake at night staring at the ceiling? The second one is, what are they afraid of? Like, what are their deepest darkest fears? What are they freaked out about? Third is, what are they most angry about? Who are they angry at? All right. Number four is, what are the top three daily frustrations? Five, what trends are occurring and will occur in their business, their businesses and their lives? Six is, what do they secretly and ardently desire most? Number seven is, is there a built-in bias to the way they make decisions? Meaning, Something like like the example Dan Kennedy gives is engineers are very analytical. Okay, they're going to make very logical choices. They're built in bias to whether they make their choices. Number eight is do they have their own language or verbiage? Like for us in MLM, it's you know MLM is literally a, a piece of jargon. We say upline, downline, PV. These are pieces of jargon. Nine, who else is sell, selling something similar, and how are they selling it? This is to get your market analysis and to know what they're being exposed to. Ten, and finally is who else has tried selling them something similar, and how has that effort failed slash succeeded? I added the succeeded part. Um, Again, this is going to give you a a look as to what your target is seeing uh, as competition for you. So answer these questions. This is the most boring work in building a funnel for sure, but it's definitely the, it's, it is the most important. You can't do a target. You can't target like technically, you can't target your campaigns properly if you don't know these things. From a messaging standpoint, you can't write your message properly if you don't do this work. This is the most important part of everything. Um, and so put effort into this. I will spend a couple hours doing this even when I'm making another offer for the network marketing community that we've been making offers for for over three years. Um, this is extremely, extremely valuable. Uh, like I said, I took those 10 questions from the Ultimate Sales Letter book from Dan Kennedy. I definitely recommend getting that book. It's a great, great opener to writing effective copy. Um, and uh, yeah, and then for, of course, our Rebels members, I'm sure you all know this, but there is uh, examples in the Rebels member. I should say, excuse me, Rebels Recruiting System members, if you're part of our team. There is examples of this in the members area, so you can actually see exactly what I wrote uh, to these 10 questions so that you can, you know, kind of stir your creative juices in the right way. Um, Well, anyway, it was amazing spending time with all of you today, and um, appreciate you listening, and we'll talk to you all soon, and see you in the next episode. Thanks. 
Thank <laughs> you.